in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the small baller, Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> I didn't realize until this week that that was your nickname. Oh, but. well, I didn't realize that either, Brian. Um, but apparently it is. Um, What's well, that new shoe line you have coming out? Well, it's small baller brand shoes. <laughs> How much? What are they? Six hundred dollars a six hundred dollars a pair. I'm imagining like mini me, like yeah, yeah. They're kid shoes. They're shoes for kids. Small part. Yep, that's me, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Wow. I don't. I don't have anything to come back with on that one. That was. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to getting getting a pair of those small ballers. You know, I do have two daughters that I believe will someday um, be phenomenal athletes. That's true. And I'm probably going to... You're going to have to have your own athletic my, gear brand. My my small baller brand yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> it's or maybe like a medium baller brand. Medium. Tiny baller? Hey, there's oh, a different market for it. everything, you know? <laughs> That's true. Um, speaking of medium ballers... <laughs> Uh, Glenn and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, gentleman.com is like, uh, it's not a medium-sized baller. It's a big baller. That's right. Of a site. Um, and you can go there and you can find interesting news, facts, how-tos, hilarious videos, muscly kangaroos. That's right. Uh, you name it, you can find it on Gentleman.com. And we're not charging four ninety-five a pop for it either. That's right. It's uh, all free. You won't find a better deal on the internet, That's I right. assure you. Uh, and so go over and check out gentleman.com, click on some things, uh, get excited. And then uh, stop on over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can uh, follow along with previous episodes. You can see some of the links that we, if we, if we talk about something today that you're interested in, uh, you can find links to it over on podcast.gentleman.com. You can also listen to previous episodes on podcast.gentleman.com. Um, and once you do that, I'm sure you're going to want to get in touch with us, which you can do very easily by sending us a letter to P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. We will get your letter. We will talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will re- we will ruminate over your letter. We will deeply think about it. We will post it to the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. We will talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will answer your letter, and we might send you something mm-hmm. back in return, depending on how the tone of the letter mm-hmm. speaks to us. Mm-hmm. How we interpret the tone of your letter. That's right. Uh, failing that, Glenn, uh, you guys can always get in touch with us via electronic mail, howdygentleman.com, or going to one of various the various social sites that are out there, Tinder, uh, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Chidio, Farmers Only, um, what, what else? I mean, I'm sure there's, I think that's, there's about a hundred total ones, ones that we're on. Snapchat, WhatsApp. Yep. Uh, who's your daddy? Ashley no, Madison. Who, who's your daddy? 
Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Not not the yeah. the uh, it, it, Illinois or the Indiana yeah Indiana uh, social network yeah, yeah. Uh, we're big in Indiana um, oh yeah you know all those things uh, basically just pick a social network and find the gentleman that and then get in touch with us unless it's one of the fake gentleman ones that's out there which could right. be right so if somebody says something you don't like to it's probably not us it's probably yeah. somebody that's faking it. So I will a quick update, Brian. I know that these social networks. I know it's a newfangled thing, but they yeah, actually work. We got a tweet today from a good friend of ours, a longtime supporter, longtime listener of the podcast, uh, Aman Shees, and uh, who's actually written into the mailbag as well. Mm. Sent us a, a message on Twitter and said, "Hey, is this the week?" And he, and he had taken a picture of the sign in New York City of the it's pizza place. Oh, New Jersey. I'm it's sorry, New Jersey. Did you Tony see Bologna's. this? Tony Bologna's. Yes. Uh, yeah, I see. I saw that. It, it came across the wire, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, uh, yeah, I, it, it was it was a great message because it it filled me with anticipation. I, I want to know. I was like, I I'm wondering now. It's Monday. If this had happened, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so hopefully we'll get an update on that. Uh, I don't know. Look, I don't, I wouldn't blame the guy if he if he wants to walk away because that's yeah. a big commitment. Eighty dollars. Well, eighty dollars or the slice was ten. Oh, you can, you oh, can get forgot. a slice. Okay, okay. A slice is. A slice with, I think, three tacos on it or something? Well, a meal. So, yeah. But, I mean, $80 would be, like, going the whole whole hog would be much cooler, but... This should um, do, like, if you eat the whole pie, you get it free. Oh, <laughs> Who's doing that? I don't know. There's there's places. That's a good way to send somebody to the hospital. That's a good way to die. <laughs> and I mean that, truly, like, I would die happy if... Well, anyway... Well, anyway, good luck with that. Right. Hopefully, we'll hear back and see see how that went. Keep us posted. Uh, and so, anyway, Glenn. Um, so that's how you get in touch with the Gentleman Podcast. Please do so mm. sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means uh, without all that out of the way, it's time to talk about the drink of the week this week. Oh. And uh, this week was my turn to go to the store and pick something out. And look, it's getting harder and harder to find stuff that we haven't looked at before. Uh, but fortunately, I did find a brewery that I don't believe we talked about before. Uh, this is the uh, Walnut River Brewing Company. Uh, Walnut River is close to my heart because of a little festival they have down in that region, the Walnut Valley Festival. Mm. Um, Bluegrass Festival every year in September that I try to attend almost every year, and uh, it's a fantastic little festival so i saw this walnut river brewing company and i decided hey we need to give this a shot it's a kansas brewery let's let's have a look at this stuff uh the this is the Warbeard irish red it's got a great logo um, yeah i and, like the can and this is uh this is in elder the the brewing company is in el dorado kansas um which el dorado is, which <laughs> why don't you come to your senses which is uh real, real close to uh winfield where the walnut valley festival is but how, how far is it from? Uh, it's probably thirty minutes or something okay, like that. Yeah. Thirty, forty-five minutes. Uh, El Dorado is a good town, uh, home of the uh, Butler Community College. Uh, I don't remember what their mascot is, but they got a good football team. Husky, maybe. I want to say Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I think it's a dog uh, of some kind. Yeah, uh, great uh, community college football team. Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, good little town too. I've been through there several times. I've eaten at. Uh, uh, there's a bar down there called Willie's, which Ooh. is uh, from Manhattan, but they have a, a little outpost down there in El Dorado. Uh, plus, it's a cool satellite. Little, it's a cool little town, you yeah. know. It's it's got a, you know got enough going on, and it's 
fun little place it seems like uh, yeah, but anyway, they got a brewery. Now, now they got a brewery uh, and one of the th- a couple of things about this brewery real quick before we test it out uh, uh, one of the sentences that stuck out to me about to describe the brewer to describe the beer was this is a smooth malt focused beer that's almost too easy to drink it makes you want to come back for more and low enough in alcohol to allow it wow so that's a good observation and then the second thing about this was that I looked at their story and in the first part of their story, they talk about the two guys that are in charge of it, and they talk about, oh, they have this history of, you know, whatever, and falling in love with beer, and then we made this brewery, blah, blah, blah. And at the very bottom, they say, this is the story of the building where they house their brewery now, and it's the history of this. I think this brewery is probably on the main street in El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, here's what the timeline of the building. Um, you know, 1923, People's Supply Company. Uh, also, 1923, Goldie's Place Brothel, um, which was upstairs. Oh, that and makes sense. For the next, I guess, 20 years, uh, until 1943 or so, Goldie's Brothel, uh, Goldie's Place Brothel operated in the upstairs. Uh, a lot of memories. So A lot of memories in that upstairs. They say that although the police were aware of what was going on there, right. uh, they were more concerned about the gambling and drinking uh, than the brothel, so they kind of left the brothel alone. I also kind of imagine that possibly there might have been some... Look, I don't want to paint with a broad brush right, here, but... Right, if, if the police were leaving a brothel alone... It certainly makes one imagine that there might have been some kind of a... Kickback? You know, uh, well, one hand washes the other, you know? <laughs> Brian, that's well, kind of a... Let's not... I don't want to impl- implicate any... You know, I don't want to bring up any 60-year-old crimes here. That's know? right. Uh, so, What's in the past is in the past. Exactly. You know? Um, so anyway, that, I thought that was pretty cool. They talked about the building. Uh, Does Cannes smell stuff. funny to you? I'm just saying, given the history of the building... No, I think they smell okay. They smell like a normal, sure you know, are... brewery that uh, makes beer in a former brothel. I just kind of feel like I... it smells like a brothel a little bit. No, it's. I think it's totally fine. Anyway, Glenn, that means uh, okay. we should uh, go ahead and pop these open and, and have a have a taste. Ooh. See what the got a little kick back there. Cheers! Cheers! Clink. Mmm, that's pretty good actually. That description is pretty apt. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. It almost doesn't taste like alcohol. I mean, there's just it's no... very good. Um, I, I'll give you some stats on the beer. It's a 5.5% alcohol mm. by volume, uh, 23 IBUs, and um, price was uh, $8.99. So, mm. you know, it's... I feel like that's kind of a little bit higher than you'd expect maybe for a Kansas... I feel like Kansas Brewery should cut us a little bit of a slack here. You know, I mean, I feel like if you're in Kansas, you could sell us a, your beer for like seven ninety nine or something. Right, and if it was like a you know six seven percent alcohol beer, then that would make more sense. But it's a five point four. Oh, five point four. Five point five. Five point five. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it tastes pretty. I, I like this. This is it's pretty good. This pretty is solid. It's very smooth. I would check out some more. They um, they also have. Uh, so some of their other beers, they have uh, a wheat, a coffee porter, an IPA, and a Kolsch. So I like the fact that they're keeping it simple. They're only doing yes. five beers. So that's good. That's like the Casey Beer Company model. Yeah, you just have a few beers. Get you don't it right. need to start out with thirty beers. Right. You just start with four, and then see where it takes you. And make sure you get those four rock steady. <sighs> you know what I mean? 
Uh, okay, Glenn. So if you had to put a uh, arbitrary rating on this beer, what would you uh, what would you have this as? Well, Brian, I, I realized the past two or three podcasts. I don't know if I've been feeling good about life. I don't know. I don't know what's been going on, but I've been rating pretty high, mm. and I feel like I don't want to make an example of these guys. You know, yeah. for my past. You know, that's true. You got you got a each week is a different week. That's right. I'm, I'm wiping the slate clean. So, uh, but I really I feel I, I I don't quite feel. I don't know if it's because it's just not enough alcohol or I don't know. I feel like for what it is, it's really good. Yeah. But I feel like it's for me. It's a seven point nine. Got a seven point nine on this, huh? I was gonna go eight two. Eight two. I think maybe my Kansas mm-hmm. uh, colored glasses yeah, are it's okay. are. I'm looking at this beer and I'm seeing it as more than more than a feeling uh, <clears throat> about this brewery. I, I, I like this. this is a good. I, I think it's pretty good. You know, we've had some Kansas beers that mm-hmm. we haven't been that into. No, we've had the Martin City ones that have yep. the weird decals. They on still there. have those, by the way. I know. I saw them tonight, and I was like, "It was still selling me the nine dollar beer with the decals on it." I think they don't care what cans they use. They just slap. I because they continually do. It's not like it's one bad. It's shit, not man. a good look. But anyway, this let's uh, let's not <coughs> take the spotlight away away from uh, the Walnut River Brewing Company right. here. Um, so I, I was going to say eight to you. You said seven point nine. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It doesn't matter what we think because no. we have the only the world's only proprietary mustache twist scale computer, which has machine lear- patented machine learning algorithms that will dissect the ins and outs of this beer and give us an empirical rating for. Uh, said beer. So uh, let me just type some statistics into the MTS computer here. Um, okay, so we said that this was uh, an Irish red mm-hmm. style beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said that the alcohol percentage was 5.5%. The IBUs are 23.3. The OG, or that would be original gravity, mm-hmm. is 1.054. It's not original gangster? Uh, no, in this case, I think it might be original gangster. Okay. Actually, uh, one okay. point. It means that uh, just over one original gangster per um, <laughs> per can. Okay, uh, one point oh five four. And uh, then we said the price was eight ninety nine. So you uh, just got to give the MTS computer a second to churn through its algorithms, and we should know exactly uh, what the empirical rating uh, for the. Walnut River Brewing Company Irish Red Warbeard is. I really feel if they lowered the price on this, it'd be I a much agree. better, yeah. a much higher rated beer. I agree. I think, yeah. But yeah, I like I like the style. Yeah, I like what they're doing. Um. Okay, Glenn. Well, the uh, the official. Let me go. Let me get the uh, official MTS computer printout from the MTS machine. Okay, got it. Bring it. Got it. Hot off the presses here. Uh huh. And uh, okay, so let me go through this report here, and then we'll know. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I just pages are some butter recently. Or... Yes. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Here's... Get through this way. Pages. Uh, okay. Uh, the MTS computer weighs in, comes in at eight point oh five. Ooh, all right. Which is interesting. Came came in over. Yeah, it slid into the eights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, 
it, barely barely in. If you round up, that's an eight one. Mm-hmm. But we don't round up the no. MTS because we know that it's an it's an eight point oh five. So anyway, I'd say that's pretty well done. Yeah, they, it's a good. You know, that may be the second best brewery in Kansas we've rated. Uh, behind Free State. Oh sure, Free State's yeah, Free State's up there. Well, they're local, right? You know, we have we have local colored glasses on for that too. But yeah. I really do think it's a, they make better beer than probably this brewery. But they've well, also been at it longer. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, the jury's still out. What? We've only had we've only had one of these. Okay, so. you're right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we, Free State. Free, free State's State, been around since 1989. We have, we have history. So, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Well, let's not compare apples and oranges. No. You know, let's let's let Kansas breweries be Kansas breweries. We're all one big to, family. We don't have to fight against each other. That's right. Let's leave that to Missouri breweries. That's right. Kansas breweries and Missouri breweries. Yep. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on and get to some interesting... Oh, I forgot to look at... Okay, I, we need to look up uh, beersnob.com and what? see what their rating for this is. Uh, and it turns out that on beersnob.com, they rate this beer as an 83, which is... Mm, a high. Well, on the high side, the bros say 82. So, so I think with this particular website, the bros are the brothers who started the site. I think, if I remember correctly, I don't know something like that. I really don't know what that means. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the lingo for beer snobs is these days. So I, I don't I'm know. so far out of that world because I'm just a, I'm just a blue collar beer drinking guy. So I don't know about these snobs. But anyway, Glenn, uh, let's put on some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. All right. Well, batting lead off is. Do Tattoo, a another stalwart of the site, uh, been around for a while yep. and posting great things. Uh, big fan of his. Yes, absolutely. And this is this is a great this is a great tack because the the tack in question he actually made the article mm-hmm. that they're referencing my crazy chicken coop build, and he uh, on his website Life's Adventures After Forty goes through and details painstakingly. I can only imagine how long it took to chronicle this process. Painstakingly. As someone that's done some DIY blog posts and stuff like that. Right. You know, it takes some time. you gotta, you got to remember to take pictures of everything you do and, and you know, compiling these posts. Um, so he put a lot of effort into this, and it's really cool. It was methodical. It was well laid out every step of the way. Even goes starts off with a picture of the chicks. Yeah. That they eventually... Really chronicles the whole process. But Do Tattoo goes on to make a... An incredible chicken coop. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, um, the it has a well. First of all, the the <laughs> it's it's got all the modern amenities. Uh, you know, windows, doors, farmhouse style doors. Yeah. Um, he talks about how they they have a small backyard, so we want to make sure it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So it's something that you want to have in your backyard, not like you know you see some. I've seen some pictures of some gnarly backyard chicken coops <laughs> that you wouldn't want to have. But this looks like nicer than my house. It looks like a shed. Like a nice, nice shed with chickens in it. It looks like a really nice shed. I mean, he's got like the interior lighting and yeah. you know, all this stuff. So uh, the classic style. He, he makes a Tudor style door yeah. for the uh, thing. So, uh, I mean, this is legit. Yeah. It yeah. goes, it goes, it goes uh, all the way. Now, I'm going to have to... Look, we're, we, we're all about showing all sides of tax glenn yes so I'm, I'm gonna have to Whoa. levy some criticism here okay um i was looking at his electrical work Uh-oh. and i started to <laughs> i started to wonder if that was quite up to <laughs> up to code. code i don't know maybe, code. maybe maybe it's totally fine 
But it looked to me like he uh, he used a standard off-the-shelf uh, extension cord and buried it uh, in the line, which may be totally fine. I I don't know. So it's but, funny because my parents' house, there was a chicken coop there when they when they bought the house, and that's exactly how buried buried extension cord. Well, so. I don't know. Look, I don't know. Maybe I'm just watching too much this old house, but uh, oh. I saw that and I was wondering. So it looks like he covers it with. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got the conduit in yep. there and everything, so yep. maybe maybe it's totally fine to to do that. I'm not I'm not 100. Like I'm not an expert. I just saw that and I was like, huh, I wonder if that really uh, really matches code. But, hey, look. Yeah. Everybody's a critic, right? That's right. Uh, you create a beautiful chicken coop, and here I am sitting here criticizing his electrical work. I mean, the lighting I know, inside the, lighting. the coop. <laughs> it looks really not. I mean, you would really want to actually have that in your backyard. I would... I would want to go in and, and drink some beers in this chicken coop with the chickens. I would, yeah, I would just hang out. If if I was at Do Tattoo's house, I'd just be like, I'm going to go hang yeah. in the chicken coop. You, you guys want to go to the coop? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Um, and it looks like he, you know, as much, as cool as it looks, it only took him about a month. And that's working a full-time job and all the stuff that, you know, your life entails and everything like that. He's still able to pull off this incredible chicken coop build in about a month. Um and it looks great. So the door, yeah, the main door is like the two two section door where the top right. opens independently from the bottom. I just I love stuff like this. We've had we've been fortunate enough to have people on, on the site yeah. that have posted some of their own projects, and I love it every time we see something like this because it's it's just fun. I mean, it's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that somebody custom built. Um, you know, usually they take a lot of time to kind of show you how they did it, and since they're like part of gentleman community, if you have a question about it or you need to yeah. like. You know, like you were saying that you were thinking about doing a chicken coop project yourself. Mm-hmm. You can always, you know, get in touch with this guy and ask him about. I will something. not be able to pull off what he pulled off, but I will definitely look at some of the stuff just the way he laid things out. Yeah, and- well, I mean, that's the thing about these projects is great is like when you when you get something, you're like, I, I like that, but maybe for my house, I need it to be reconfigured to, mm-hmm. for this or that or whatever. It's all, I mean, as, as long as somebody lays out exactly how they did it, you can always kind mm-hmm. of take it and change it a little bit, and so. Um, I'm looking more for like a shanty style uh, coop. <laughs> so if anybody has plans for that, send them my way. Oh uh, yeah. So that would be inter- yeah, that would be an interesting take. Um, well, I'll look forward to that thing then. Fantastic tack by yeah, Dude Tattoo. Thank yeah, you very absolutely. much. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means uh, that's what we did. There's one that uh, I posted to uh and there's been no favoritism. No. I, I put oh. all the tax this week into a random hat and chose my own. Just so happened that uh, this is called that strongest hell kangaroo may be getting his own statue. And this I posted this from AV Club. And uh, look, there's a little bit of uh, misinformation involved with this because my caption that I, I posted the description to it said one of my favorite tax of all time. And I was I was referencing the tack that we talked about on the gentleman podcast not too long ago. Where a human being found his dog was in trouble because a kangaroo had gotten a hold of it. And the kangaroo raised up and he looked like super buff and ready to rock. Yeah, he looked like he was ready for trouble. <laughs> and uh, the, he proceeded, the guy proceeded to uh, dance around. Yeah, he, he put, <laughs> float like a butterfly, sting like a bee uh, with, the, with the kangaroo. <laughs> Uh, I think in the video that he called a clip on the snaz, he gave him a, a, a quick little jab yeah, to the... A little haymaker. Yeah, a little quick jab to the, to the nose, stunning the kangaroo, and thereby got his dog loose, and then the guy took off. 
I thought they were referencing that because it looks very similar to this, but instead, uh, we're talking about a totally different kangaroo here, and uh, his name is Roger the Kangaroo, and in Alice Springs, Australia, at an Australian, uh, I believe it's, well, it's an animal sanctuary, and they've raised this Roger the Kangaroo, (laughs) and they've raised him right, because uh, when Roger stands up, he is... 6'4", and what, 205, I think? 200 pounds and 6'5", tall. And he looks like, um, I don't know how to describe, they've got a picture of him standing there. It's like if Arnold Schwarzenegger had a baby with a kangaroo. That's what we're looking (laughs) at here. He looks looks like the Terminator. He's uh, ridiculous. It looks like he's strong as hell. and um, He's like like a Terry Crews. Uh, do you know the actor I'm talking about? Hmm. Well, anyway. He's like the Terry Crews of kangaroos. Okay. Yeah, so so anyway, I guess, so, uh, pictures of this kangaroo, he's got his own Instagram account, uh, you know, he's been featured on a television series, apparently he's, oh yeah, okay, gotcha, uh, he's been featured on a television series, uh, apparently this guy, this kangaroo, is a little bit of a, a superstar sensation, because of his, I guess he, he, he crushes cans, he... Yeah. You know, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, point is, uh, a local shopping center has proposed erecting a statue of Roger uh, in order to honor this uh, local legend kangaroo. I I still can't get over... I mean, I mean, there's a picture on this in the article, and it shows like his, his full body. Standing there. And he's got veins popping out everywhere, <laughs> and he strategically placed his hands over his bits maybe i don't actually know if that's true i don't know if kangaroos have it in the same spot but yeah it looks like he's like posing for like a muscle magazine it does and he's got like a growth on his i don't know what that is (laughs) it's like the roids finally caught up to him (laughs) i don't know what they're feeding this guy what are other kangaroos are they like protein shakes every morning or something roger come get the creatine (laughs) Uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they got it going here. He's I mean, yoked. this guy. Uh, anyway, I wouldn't mess with this kangaroo. No. If I bumped into this guy, I would. I would try to run as fast as I could the other direction. I mean, so uh, before before gentlemen, mm-hmm. I thought of kangaroos as these lovable, like you know, kind of roly poly creatures that right. had had little babies in their pouches bumping around and. I, I mean, I'm afraid of them now. You wouldn't expect them to be doing chin ups. I you know <laughs> in the courtyard of the jail. Beach. Yeah, <laughs> kicking sand. Yeah, sand in people's faces. Well, and plus he's got claws. I know. It's like that's that seems you know that's that's just that doesn't seem fair. Even his face looks like he's ready for action. <laughs> like he's just look at that. It's like a greyhound on a yeah. kangaroo's body. Oh boy, I don't know. But see, he's not alone because we, we were talking about earlier that other tack where yeah the boxing thing and that. Kangaroo look buff as hell too. So I don't. Know, maybe it's just a, a mutant strain of kangaroos in Australia or something that have, um, you know. Everyone says Australia is this beautiful place I need to visit, and I'm quite. This is like Planet of the Apes or something, man. <laughs> Damn you, you dirty <laughs> kangaroos! <laughs> Doctor Zayas. Uh, let's just hope they don't ever uh, gain human level. Right, uh, not because I gotta say it's game over. It's on. Yeah, if that happens, Roger's just waiting. <laughs> He's just waiting for trouble. Uh, anyway, Glenn, I I hope he does get a statue. Um, kang- kangaroos like Roger deserve their uh, deserve their time in the sun. 
he's because I'm not I, I won't would not try to take it away from him. That's for sure, man. Um, <laughs> I can't get enough of these kangaroo. I know tags. those are great. I they just kill me. I I even had them confused, and it still turned out to be <laughs> it's a great so tag. gravy. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that's uh, that's some interesting post from gentleman.com the last two weeks or so. Uh, and now it's time for the uh, toast this week. And uh, we talked about a few people that we we're going to toast, but I have I had, I, I had a couple of things this week that really made this person stick out to me. Uh, and we'll, we'll start with the first, and that this is this is a, this is going to be a toast to Dolly Parton. Um, Dolly Parton. There was a in East Tennessee where she is from. There was a wildfire that took the houses of a lot of native native. East Tennesseans. Right. Uh, and this struck a chord with her, and so she set up a fund to help those families that were displaced by this fire and provide a $1,000 per month stipend, um, and she used funds from her own foundation as well as outside uh, outside funds. Or, uh, she tried she did to, a telethon? Yeah, she did a yeah. telethon that featured herself. Kenny Rogers, Chris Stapleton, and Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Um which you know that's going to bring some money in. Anyway, it turns Kenny out Rogers, she, yeah, yeah, uh, got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Uh, anyway, she brought in nine million dollars and she distributed all that money, uh, and they just finished up the end of the six month um, funds that she promised she would distribute. And I really liked what she said here. She said, uh, "We started the distribution in December, right around the longest night of the year, and I know it felt dark and lonely for so many." But here we are in spring, a time for renewal and a time for hope. I hope the money helps. But most of all, I want people to know we will always provide you with a shoulder to lean on. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, here's somebody that's been a star her whole life, basically, mm-hmm. and sees this and, and takes a stand and, and, and does something to give back to the people. Um, I think that's pretty cool. She could have just easily, you know, wrote somebody wrote a foundation a check for a thousand bucks but she got involved and really tried to get something done and it really helped a lot of people yeah in addition to all this all the stuff she's done she also separately started the wildlife scholarship fund and that will provide forty five hundred dollar scholarships to all junior and senior high school students that lost their homes in the fire so (laughs) not only helping families get through the difficult time but also helping the kids uh, get a good start on their education so that's pretty um, awesome. Really cool. And then a couple other things. I was just uh, this week. I learned how to play "Hard Candy Christmas," <laughs> which is a one of Dolly Parton's most famous songs, yeah. and a really great song. Yeah. Like I, I was sitting there playing it, and I was like, "This is really cool." Yeah. You know, it's a really cool song. Uh, and then you know, just uh, the other thing I was going to mention was if you haven't seen the drunk history about Dolly Parton yes uh, you need to check that out because a, yes. a, that's another great story about what a good person and is mostly true yeah and it, it's it's true it's legit uh, yeah but it's another good story about what a good and honest and and you know good person Dolly Parton is so between all those three things I saw this article this week and I was like I gotta talk about we gotta talk about Dolly Parton I just love how not only is she awesome, like she's just a good person. She yeah. can also make fun of herself. Like she's yep. totally, you know, she's not. Yeah, I love her quote. What I don't know, I don't know why it always sticks with me. But my, one of my favorite quotes is hers, and it's it takes a lot of money to look this trashy. No, no, <laughs> it takes a lot of money. Oh, I'm, I'm botching it now, Uh-oh. but it's oh, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. 
Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, it than does. the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of money to look like a hooter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. and uh, also Jolene, Jolene. What a great song, Jolene. It's a good song. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Yeah, uh, that is a good song. Uh, yeah, but uh, like I said, check out the drunk history about uh, Dolly Parton. Even though that sounds like a bad thing, it's actually really good. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's one I I've watched a lot of the drunk histories, and that is one of my all time favorites mm-hmm. uh, because it's such a cool story, and it's Dolly Parton's awesome. It makes you really, really appreciate her. Uh, anyway, a toast to uh, Dolly Parton. To Dolly. Well done, helping East Tennesseans. You know, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. You don't you don't hear about that nearly enough about just some star that's from that area, right? Something tragic happens, and all of a sudden they're there to help. They'll do it in little ways. Yeah, it's not like right. millions and millions of dollars. It's not like okay, I'm going to start this fund. I'm going to call up Kenny Rogers. We're going to do right. a benefit. We're going to get, get nine it. million dollars. We're going to give it all. You know, you me. Kenny Rogers and Cindy Lauper right. are going to... Well, you know, look. <laughs> she answered the call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Well, that means it's time for the... Um... Hot and button topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, uh, there was a... <laughs> There's a new shoe company on the horizon. That's right. Uh, m- Get out of the way, Nike. That's right. Reebok, I, I don't even know who you are anymore, because it's not Adidas, it's Big Baller. That's right. Uh, big Baller brand. The Big Baller brand. This is, uh, for the uninitiated, this is uh, Lonzo Ball's new shoe line. You know, we've been hearing a lot about LeVar Ball over the last four months. Mm-hmm. Some might say too much from LeVar Ball. I would say. He seems to... I Look... The guy's in the headlines all the time because of his outrageous and outlandish statements. Mm. He's always saying something that gets headlines and gets notoriety and all that stuff. And it's all part of a plan mm-hmm. to, calculated. to get get his name in the headlines, get his son's name in the headlines, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of what happened over the last couple weeks is that his son went to start at UCLA, and uh, most people think he's going to be the second round of the draft pick, or second pick in the in the in the first round of the draft yeah um second overall pick and he went and talked to under armor nike and adidas big three and said look i don't want a standard you know your standard 20 million dollar 30 million dollar shoe deal for my boy for uh lonzo Lonzo. i want to be a straight up partner with you guys so you guys provide the you know Everything. You guys provide everything. <laughs> and we're partners. Except the brand is like... I'll provide the children. My brand. Mm-hmm. And you guys just distribute it, basically. for and, and, and to pull in all three sons. Right. And all sons. And he wants a billion dollars or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's been on record saying he wants a billion dollar deal for the three of his sons. Yes. And uh, that's like... First of all, I think ludicrous money. I, I, th- I don't know how much... I was trying to look up what the first round... Like the top overall pick gets for a, um, for a shoe contract, and as far as I could tell, it was like around twenty million. That's what I've or heard. Something. Yeah, and he comes in there and asks for a billion dollars. Yes. Look, negotiations are fine, but when you come in at a billion and people are only getting paid twenty million, there's a there's a chasm of difference there. That's right. So, um, some may say. 
that like it's been rumored that LeBron LeBron James has like a lifetime deal with Nike. Okay. And there are some people that think that it might actually be because it's kind of it's undisclosed, but some people think it might actually be worth around a billion dollars when all when it's all said and done. Oh, like the whole entire time. for his entire lifetime. If okay. they cranked out shoes every year and yeah, you know, it could be worth a billion dollars at that right. point. Yeah, but probably not. Probably right. less than that. Right. Oh, and by the way, it's LeBron James. Yeah, not an undrafted, right? Unproven. Yeah. So. <clears throat> That's that's an interesting part of this fact is that Lonzo is hasn't even been drafted yet, right. and Lavar is basing this off of Lonzo and his two younger brothers who aren't even in college yet. Right. We don't even know like if they get to college, are they going to be top draft picks? I mean, it's pretty rare that you have three brothers that are all that good at basketball. That they, I mean, do you, how, how many? I don't know that aren't twins like the Morris twins or something like that, right? You know? uh, who are Lopez like twins, genetically they identical. Stanford, right? They played in the NBA for a long time. So anyway, the, the negotiations with the 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 shoe uh, the major players in the shoe companies failed, and so he said, "You know what? No big deal. I'm just going to release them my, myself under my own company, uh, and my son will get all the the money, and it's going to be you know it's going to be bigger than." Nike. Right. And he comes out and says, oh, you know, Facebook paid a billion dollars for Snapchat and <laughs> they weren't making any money, you know. <laughs> we'll sell our stuff to Facebook if they want, you know. Yeah. I don't know if this guy has just been seeing app sales and thinking that he can get a billion dollars because Instagram's selling for whatever and... I, 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 I think... I think, Brian, that this is... Well, I have, I have two things. To answer your question, yes, I don't think he's like in touch with reality. Right. <laughs> or, or how business works. Right. Um, but it's actually, it seems like, at least right now, playing in his favor. Because he may, have actu- he may have actually done something kind of brilliant by pricing his shoes that expensive. Because, I feel like, because if they're, if they're $100 like every other shoe. Right. You know. Right. There's nothing notable about it. But people are... He's owning the news cycles right. because he's got a shoe out there that's worth four times more yeah. than every other shoe. Yeah. And he says they've sold 495 pairs, which is exactly how much the shoe cost. Um, and so, <clears throat> that, and they said, can we hold you that number? And he's like, well, it's, you know, I'm not going to say anything more than that. So I would guess probably not even 400 pairs. That's my guess. But maybe he has, whatever. I think. Um, the because uh, that, that would be about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep, I just did the calculation. So, uh, two hundred fifty, and I think that's right because that might be accurate. I actually read a couple articles where some people so they did so the way that they did their sales, they actually used a straight up. Uh, I don't know how to explain this, but <laughs> basically, you could see how many sales they made through through digging through code. by looking at the URL structure of right. the sales. So this this company checked through this, and they basically kind of figured out that in the first day they made about one hundred fifty thousand dollars okay. in sales. If you know, th- there's some fuzziness about that, um, but you could look at that and say, "Oh, that's really good," or "That's not that great." If you could have gotten a guaranteed twenty mil out of another shoe deal, keep in min- keep in mind he was trending on Twitter globally for I don't know how long mm-hmm. for this only. So yeah, four hundred people. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brian, so are you, 
what do you what do you think about this? This is a hot button topic. Is this? I think he's. I think it's sad because I think he's costing his son a bunch of money. I think he. I think, you know, they asked him about that. They say you're you're costing your son millions of dollars of whatever, and he said, "Yeah, I am costing him that because we're talking about billions, not millions here. I want to be <laughs> a billionaire." Do you, know? you hear yourself? And this the the world that we live in today. You see stories like beat selling or these apps that you think, why are somebody paying $500 million for this app? You know what I mean? Uh, and it kind of yeah. makes people start to think, I have this special thing that I do. Why shouldn't I get paid a billion dollars for it? Mm-hmm. And the reality of the situation is it's way different mm-hmm. you know, context than he's talking about Facebook buying his shoes. No. Facebook's not getting into the shoe business to buy the big baller brand. And no one cares about the big baller brand. No one cares about it. It's one dude that hasn't even gone to the NBA yet. Right. And what if he what if he's a rookie for a couple years and doesn't do anything? And that happens a lot, by yeah. the way. And then even a number one picks. Yeah. So he's gonna get a lot of money from being a second pick in the draft. He's going to get a little bit of money from his dad being a jackass for the last year. Yep. But the shoe contract that could have been worth 10, 15, 20 million, you know, I don't know. You're, you're, you're really putting yourself on a line there, too, because you're, what's interesting about this is you got two younger sons. Let's say one of them turns out to be just as good mm-hmm. as Lonzo Ball, which is a long shot. I mean, right. you know, uh, None of these shoe companies are going to want anything to do with that kid when he right when he goes because he, they're going to they're done with this guy. I mean, you can just tell they're they're just like we he's don't, a liability. I what I don't get about this is that when you come to the negotiation table, you've got to have something to offer, and that person is going to need the person you're negotiating with's got to want right. need they must have what you have to offer. Yes, and when you look at this negotiation, you got Adidas, Nike, Under Armour. And a second round NBA, or and a second pick in the NBA draft. Not even the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. How much do they need to cut a deal with this dude? Right. As opposed to him needing them to cut a deal. Right. And he's asking them in return to restructure their entire business <laughs> because <laughs> if Lonzo Ball gets this deal, right. every guy from now on is going to want this deal. And so they're saying we're going to throw your, we want you to throw your business in the toilet, right? To take on the second overall pick in the NBA draft and become our partner, right? That's not a negotiation. That is a complete. LeBron James can't even do that. Exactly. MJ. Ah. Uh, MJ kind of does that. He already did that, but he like. But still it's owned by Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the so, greatest player of all time. Exactly. So anyway, I, I but I think this guy's getting a lot of heat, but he's just trying to he knows what he's doing. He's trying he's he's being outlandish. He knows he's being foolish. He knows he's not a stupid guy. He knows everybody's like likes to throw this guy under the bus and say he's mm-hmm. he's delusional. He doesn't he knows exactly what he's doing. He's trying to get this thing done, and I think he's probably gone off a little bit too far on the deep end because mm-hmm. he I think he was trying to do whatever it took to get this high dollar deal uh he's playing a high stakes game and uh i don't know it's it doesn't seem like it's paying off 
But it's not even his game. It's his yeah. kids. He's living vicariously through his kids. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I feel like, and I don't want to make this political, but I feel like this is a a good statement of our society in general that this is even happening. Yeah. Like this guy's even got a, spot, a microphone because yeah. Um, if you look at, and I'm not again, I don't. I, I'm almost tempted not to bring this up because it's you know so polarizing, whatever. But if you look at the past election, yeah, like it was all about. You know, like Trump's plan was basically to just throw, say whatever, and yeah. if it stuck, it stuck. If it didn't, deny it, whatever. Right. And he was, it's not that he was dumb. Yeah. He was just doing whatever it took to, yeah. to stay in the news cycle, right. and it worked. Yeah. So that'll be interesting about this is because, I mean, that's what's interesting about this is because w- could that work with that? I don't think it can, but. Right. I didn't. It I certainly, didn't think it would work with Trump either. And yeah, it did. It certain, <laughs> certainly planted the seed that a lot of things are possible. Just you know, being crazy. Just yeah, just getting your name out there and and being in the headlines. You know, right. creates a brand. It creates a movement. You know, whatever. Yeah, and I, I don't mean you know I don't want to political views aside. I yeah. think everybody looking at this would say this election was way different than every other election. Yeah, it was just weird. It was crazy. Yeah, it was just weird, yeah. Um, and, and, and certainly, yeah, it, it changes the landscape of what people, you know... Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. There is some parallel there. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's... I don't know. I don't know why. It's a weird It's a weird precedent to set. It is. That just being crazy on social media and being outlandish uh, should land yeah. you a billion dollars like or a presidency or yeah or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so i don't know I, yeah it, it's kind of i think we're gonna see more and more of this yep unfortunately I, I mean this is until media organizations start putting their foot down and saying we're not gonna give you the, we're not gonna talk about this just because I, we know what you're doing and we're not gonna do this He's on ESPN all the time. Exactly. The biggest news network. Yeah. Because it's because people... people they want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. It, it grabs headlines. It gets people, eyeballs. I know. get it. You yeah. know, you can, you don't want to be the company that doesn't interview the guy. But, I mean, he's... Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I hope his... You know, I'm sure his all his sons will be just fine. Yeah. But, you know, the only... The, the, thing about this that's kind of weird is that, you know, if his son is the second pick in the draft, how much money does that get if you're a lottery pick? A guaranteed 10 or something? Oh, maybe a little bit more. Like 15 or maybe, yeah. you know? Like it's like a three-year deal or a five-year deal or something like just, that. Just, you know, the way these things sound, it's just like, what if his brothers don't pan out and this is the one chance they have at a lifetime of wealth? You right. know what I mean? God. You know, it just seems like, man, you're taking a really big gamble on stuff. And I get what he's saying, you know, doesn't want to give in to the normal deal that, you know, Nike has. But like I said, you don't have anything to bargain with. So it'd be one thing if you have the leverage and you have the num- you're the LeBron James, you know, the next LeBron James. Right. Like, then, yeah, you got something there, you know. But this guy doesn't seem like he is. Maybe he is, but he probably isn't. Well, the thing is, the, the interesting thing is that the youngest son is actually like the most hyped high school basketball player since LeBron James. Like he dropped ninety something points in a game, right? Um, but how old is he though? Like he's like a sophomore, or junior in high school. Mm. I mean, he, actually, freshman. I don't know. Yeah, I could look it up. But <clears throat> the fact, I mean, he's he's scoring all these points, but they're like barely. They're not winning by a lot either. You know, it's mm. not like yeah. Anyway. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I would be shocked if, I mean, in the history of the NBA, how many players 
from the same family that aren't twins have had long careers in the NBA. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the NBA to say that, but I can't think it's not of often. I can't think of off the top of my head. I can't think of any brothers that that aren't twins. Aren't twi- because twins? You you like NBA players have to genetically win the lottery, basically. Yep. And twins, they have the same genetics, right? Plus, so they play against each other. And if you you know, <clears throat> just because you're a, like if you you know. I mean, how many, like, does Steph Curry have a brother? Is he not, like, a, you know? I think so, but... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it ha- and he's not, like, a... What, you know, anyway, we'll see what happens. Right. Maybe we'll come back in five years, and these guys will be tearing up in the NBA. I kind of doubt it. I mean, the thing about the thing about LeVar is that he's, like, saying that his, you know... I, I read somewhere that he said something to the effect of that his son was going to be as good as Michael Jordan, or, like... And he said like, he would, like, he would beat Michael Jordan... He, yeah, pick, yeah. Lavar said back in the day, he if they played a pickup game, he would beat Michael Jordan one on one. But he's also said that his son Lonzo would probably be better than Michael Jordan when it's all said and done. He's going to win some championships. He's going to you know. And think about: Would you want to be that kid? Your your dad is going out and like, yeah, yeah, my kid's going to be the best basketball player ever. Basically, no. Actually, all my sons are. All my sons are going to be the best basketball. Anyway. I'm beating a dead horse at this point. So we both agree it's a good idea. Uh, did you? When did you buy your your pair? Well, I haven't. I haven't bought one. I've actually started my own shoe line. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I, I've decided that's the route. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna take. The, right. I'm gonna call up the baby baller brand. I'm gonna call up Nike and Adidas and Under Armour, and I'm gonna say, <laughs> "Gentlemen, shoes. Yes, I want a billion dollars." They're golf shoes. Right. Without the cleats. Very dressy. Yeah. Classy. Class some sandals, too. Classy, but they also say... And I designed them. I'm casual. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, Glenn. Well, I think we both agree that's a terrible idea. We're going to find out what happens with this. I hope to stop seeing this guy in the headlines soon. Yeah, that's But the he's big got thing. two more brothers coming, so I'm sure that he will continue to be in the headlines. Every... Yeah, it's just going to be a thing. And he finds ways to get in the headlines, so... Yeah. Put a bow on it. Okay, Glenn, that means it's time for the final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, which is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. Uh, And this week, Glenn, uh, I am about to go. I'm about to journey off to a little place called Key West, Florida. I've Mm. never been there before. My buddy Ken called me up about a month ago, and he said, hey, I'm thinking about maybe taking this trip down to Key West. I know you're – I don't know what you're up to or whatever, but I was wondering maybe if you wanted to – come down and go to this music festival down in Key West and hang out for, you know, four or five days and blah, blah. And I was like, wait, uh, yeah, sounds great, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't Why need the details. Even call me. Just, <laughs> just book it. Just book the flight. Let's do this. So anyway, um, I was wondering, Glenn, if you could travel anywhere in the world this summer and stay there for a week or so, mm-hmm. money wasn't an object, where would you go? Well, I will say, Brian, that I have... I have uh, been to Key West, and the, the Keys in general kind of bummed up and down them for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I would that would be like in the top, I don't know, handful of places I would go. Okay, I could choose, but yeah, I also haven't been a lot of places that I want to go. Right. So I think I would probably choose one of those places, and I know it's a cliche, but I think I would do Hawaii. Really, I That's love. Interesting. I've yeah. always loved the the concept of Hawaii. Like, I've all I don't know what it is. Uh, I just. I just love like island, you know, culture, and mm-hmm. I know it's 
I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't like it because it's so crowded and everything. But yeah, um, my wife's been a few times and absolutely loved it. And and I love I love beaches and I love warm places. So yeah, I've never been to Hawaii. Um, I tend to frown on kind of that ultra touristy right. kind of deal, but at the same time, it's kind of not cool to turn your nose up at a place just because it's supposed to be touristy or whatever. You know, it's like um, I, I gotta say, I mean, I. I love the idea of, like I'm, I'm kind of the same way. But we, we, some of my favorite times were going on cruises. Like yeah, my wife and I went on, yeah. on our honeymoon. Well, I guess it's a different scenario. We just right. got married, but you know, like it was great just going and hanging around these touristy places. Yeah, sure. she didn't have to think of anything and right. just kind of chilled. And yeah, I love that. Taken so. care of. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. I would I would do Hawaii, but there's many That's, other places. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that. But yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. So I would I, I would say a couple of places, but places I've actually probably been before. Um, probably my top one would be New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, that I a long time ago, two thousand three. Uh, I went over to Australia, studied abroad, and on the way over, I spent three days uh, in New Zealand. I stayed at a pre Airbnb. Uh, extra house that this lady rented out at that time you just like looked at various websites that had yeah you know individual places for rent and uh, i found one it was across from uh wellington new zealand no not wellington what's the main wellington not wellington auckland auckland that was across from auckland and across the bay from auckland so i stayed in like a really small you know, second like house, um, in the in the country outside of Auckland, and that'd be pretty cool. It was fantastic. It was right on the ocean. Um, they you know they had a little market there. They had a little fish and chips area where oh. you go and just like buy you know fish and chips, and uh, it was perfect. It was it was wonderful. Um, so I I had a week. I would just go there, and. I, it, did, it wouldn't matter to me if I went and did anything. It would just, it just, it's so beautiful there, and you're just like on the beach, and you can just wake up and do whatever, and it's still just very relaxing, very cool. Uh, and probably my second place that I would go to, and it might be, it's right on the same line, is Tasmania. Mm. Uh, Tasmania is very similar. They, it's very beautiful, white sandy beaches, all this stuff, but it's much less touristy. No one knows about it. No one goes there. Uh, it's seen as kind of like not a great location to go. For vacation for some reason right. but i went there and looked at it and it's fantastic and it's like the world's best little se- best kept secret of a place to go vacation and hang hmm. out at and so don't tell anybody okay but tasmania is really 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 awesome and tasmania which i wasn't really aware of is is actually one of the states of australia um so hmm. it's, yeah it's it's a, it's an island that's south of australia uh australians don't really go and and vacation there but why, why not? Just it's kind of seen as like the the country bumpkin schlepping it. Yeah, yeah, like the you know all those Tasmanians are all you yeah. know these weird you know these weird country people that you know whatever. And uh, it's actually this really beautiful island. It's almost like New Zealand. It's a little bit farther south, so the water's colder and stuff like that. But that means that there's no one. You go out on the beach and there's no one there, and you just have the whole place to yourself. Basically, it's. It's amazing. And it's cheap to travel to if you're in Australia. Mm-hmm. You can just take a boat over there. We took a, a little overnight cruise down over to Tasmania. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Uh, so anyway, wow. Yeah, so I would highly recommend that. Tasmania is great. If you're heading to Australia, check it out. Tasmania is not a bad thing to do for if you have the ability to do it. So. I, you know, you could just plunk me down anywhere near Australia, New Zealand, or I guess Tasmania as well, and I just be picked, fine. Yeah, I could have picked any. I mean, Melbourne's great, too. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of places, but... Oh, I forgot. Iceland. Iceland I would love cool. to go to Iceland. I thought about that one, too. I, I, that would be cool. That yeah. would be that'd be really good. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. So, yeah. So, we should, uh, you know, just... We should just go... Gentlemen retreat. Things. Yeah, exactly. Let's just bring the entire site... Go fund me. <laughs> go fund us. Uh, go fund us to Tasmania. Hope that domain's taken. Go fund us. Yeah. Go fund yourself. Go fund. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, uh, that's good to know. We, we got that all straightened away. Yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means that's uh, the end of episode 113. Uh, and uh, 114 is just around the corner. You'll be. You'll have come back. With a tan, yeah, and with all I'm bringing is a speedo and some flip flops. Nice, it. you travel light. I, I hear that's what the what you have to do to. to that uh, sounds about right. To uh, maybe a straw hat and a <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I was gonna say fishing pole, but yeah, okay, well, yeah, that could do that too. Yeah, if it breaks down, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So, what airline are you flying? Uh, Southwest. Oh yeah. So we should be fine. Uh, hopefully, yeah. You say United. I don't know. Hey, if I get drug off the plane... Well, and the scorpion thing. Yes. Yeah. And they killed some animal, too. Right. Well... A giant rabbit. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So I think you'll be fit. I okay. think you'll be safe. Hopefully. I'm not bringing any giant rabbits. Okay. Uh, just me and the pedo. So it should be fine. Uh, so anyway, then. All right. Well, I will report back. In two weeks, I'll report back about my Key West adventure. <laughs> and um, we'll go from there. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with the speedo thing. It's just well, stick it with me. Let's just Ooh. take it easy, man. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I'm, I'm pulling it together here. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means uh, time for the end of the episode. I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. We will see you guys in two weeks for episode 114. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Adios.